I'm Chris Nessie, host of Behind the Mic, Voices of the EPN, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, I recently was interviewed by Chris Nessie, the founder of EPN. EPN is the Education Podcast Network. He has a podcast called The House of Ed Tech on there, and he also has his podcast called Behind the Mic. Behind the Mic is where he interviews the other podcasters on EPN. That's right. He uh, talks to us about, uh, you know, why we made the podcast, why we stuck with it, what happened along the way, what equipment we use, what we learned that uh, from mistakes and what we learned from just by doing. And uh, it's pretty cool. And you get to hear from all of us. So uh, good stuff. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, I hope you go sh- listen to it as well as share it with a friend. That'd be so cool. Thanks. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Jason Dietrich. Jason is a certified NASA STEM educator with more than four years of teaching experience. Today we're going to talk about the Virginia Space Flight Academy, hyperlexia, and working for NASA. Uh, you're going to love this episode. Thanks for listening. And by the way, it'd be so cool if you uh, went to my website, stevenmaletto.com slash reviews and left a review. Could you do that for me? That'd be so cool. You are awesome. Enjoy the show. But the Virginia Space Flight Academy is a nonprofit organization that helps to promote STEM education and STEM engagement. And what we do, Stephen, is is we primarily, during our camp, it is a six-week space adventure camp where each week we have a different set of campers come to Wallops. They spend some time in a dorm-like setting They get an opportunity to be away from home, but they are on a NASA base. I mean, how much more cooler can you get than that? It's the Education Podcast, your favorite show. With lots of groovy guests and they share what they know. So crank it up to 10 and let your neighbors know that here's another show with Dr. Steve Milletto. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Jason Dietrich is a highly motivated, certified NASA STEM educator with more than four years of teaching experience seeking to influence and engage students to participate in STEM career pathways. Jason has hyperlexia, which is a form of autism. Even though he struggled with reading comprehension, he never gave up. He is interested in increasing diversity, equity, and inclusion in STEM, as well as building a solid foundation for STEM literacy. In this technology-based society, he seeks to build computational literacy and develop critical thinkers capable of analyzing and integrating data to formulate solutions to complex real-world problems through the use of innovative and differentiated instructional methods. He is experienced in training and professional development, global education policy and methods, statistical analysis, curriculum development, and assessment strategies. In addition, he has been mentored by a current Virginia Space Flight Academy, or VASFA, STEM engagement specialist and has authored a NASA application designed to identify hidden barriers to STEM engagement. Jason is eager to promote and use STEM engagement activities through NASA's missions to inspire a diverse future STEM workforce. Jason, thanks so much for being on the show and say hi to everyone. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for that uh, kind and lovely introduction. Hello, everyone. Um, Just to quickly introduce myself, my name is uh, Jason Dietrich. Uh, I am uh, from the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, I am currently uh, residing um, in Bowie, Maryland. Uh, I work um, in the office two times a week, and then I'm virtual where I'm back home in PA for the remainder of the week. Uh, But I am very excited and very honored uh, to be on this podcast today. Well, glad to have you here. And and something that I read that I'd like you to talk about uh, as we begin is just because you, you, you've had to deal with it and overcome it. And um, so let's start with this. Tell us a little bit about hyperlexia. I mean, what is it and what challenges does it create for you? Yeah, Stephen, that's a wonderful question. So uh, hyperlexia, for those of your viewers that don't quite know what hyperlexia is, hyperlexia is a form of autism. And it's actually one of the branches associated with autism. And when I was five years old, uh, when I was back in kindergarten, which seemed like ages ago, uh, it's amazing how fast time flies. But uh, um, when I was in kindergarten, 
I remember I could read at such a high level. You know, I was reading Stephen equivalent uh, to a fifth grader. And my parents were just absolutely amazed and stunned that I could just read at such a high level at such a young age. So what happened was, was they assumed that since I could read at such a high level, I'd be able to comprehend what I was reading. So then they started asking me these questions where they said, uh, hey, Jason, what does this particular word or phrase mean? And very often I would say, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So hyperlexia involves someone's precocious ability to read at such a high level, yet they struggle with reading comprehension. And Stephen, early on in my uh, educational journey, uh, I struggled a lot in elementary school because I unfortunately had teachers who never really were supportive of my skill sets and abilities. They never showed me the time nor the effort that I needed in order to thrive both personally, academically, and even emotionally. Stephen, I even had a teacher I remember who wrote a completely wrong evaluation about my skill sets and abilities. And when I transitioned on to middle school, my middle school teachers, including my learning support teacher at the time, were like, who is this kid? Uh, th this isn't Jason at all. This is a totally different kid. So unfortunately, uh, I struggled a lot in elementary school. But Stephen, it was once I got into middle school that made all the difference for me. And what happened was, was my middle school teachers saw that I struggled with reading comprehension and also through social situations as well. They actually sat me down. They introduced me to some very important STEM topics like earth science, astronomy, and even chemistry. And immediately I was hooked. I actually discovered, Stephen, that through those courses and through STEM education in middle school, STEM provides multiple highways of opportunity and innovation uh, to the next generation of youth. And it was very hands-on. I am someone who learns best visually and through many engaging lab activities. So it was through those courses where I was able to really showcase my strengths. And it was my middle school teachers who helped me to see that hyperlexia is a superpower. It's not a disability, it's not negative, it's a superpower. And that's what I am trying to get society to recognize and understand that just because someone has a disability, that doesn't mean that it's negative. You know, there's a lot of positives that come with it. And my middle school teacher, Stephen, helped me to recognize that hyperlexia is a very tiny thing. It's not a major big deal. So, and it was thanks to my middle school teacher, Stephen, where I was flying uh, up high in the sky rather than just walking down on the ground. And that's what led me uh, to working at a contracting agency associated with NASA today. Uh, and I am very proud to inspire the next generation of youth, including those with a special learning need like myself to recognize that you don't have a disability, you have a superpower. I love that. Awesome. That's what a, what a focus to have to, to keep you from, you know, from pulling you back, I guess, is my point. Because the next thing I was going to ask you is, you know, what did you need to do to stay on track? And I, I would think that, that having that positive attitude also helps. Um, but is, is there something that you kind of have to focus yourself on that uh, as, you're, as you were dealing with this to keep you to be able to achieve what you've done? Absolutely, Stephen. That's a great question. So I was very fortunate to have had a very supportive parents uh, and also a younger brother who uh, just got married uh, recently as well. Uh, and they supported me throughout uh, my educational journey. They were always there for me. But often, Stephen, what I did uh, in elementary school was, was since I struggled with reading comprehension and also struggled early on with social situations, you know, like talking with someone else uh, and also, you know, making friends. What I did was I often spent time by myself. And from what I recognized and understand, you know, nowadays in society, Stephen, that is very essential to do. And, you know, there's with social media, you know, there's there's a lot of good that comes with it, but there's a lot of distractions that can come from it as well if you get sucked into all of that. And especially, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic that we have all gone through over these last couple of years, as stressful as it has been for everybody, I got to see the COVID pandemic through a positive lens where it got people to slow down a bit, 
to really try to spend time by yourself, really get to know your skill sets and really get to know your interests. And the COVID-19 pandemic, Stephen, really inspired a lot of people to resign from their jobs. That's also known as the great resignation because they got to see that COVID was the opportunity to step outside of their comfort zone and really pursue their dreams and pursue their careers and aspirations. So as I look back on my uh, life experiences, uh, Stephen, spending time alone really enabled me to get to know myself and get to know what was inside my head and inside my imagination. You know, Albert Einstein once said that imagination is everything, and it is the preview to life's coming attractions. And if you think about that, that's a pretty true statement, because whatever is inside your imagination, you need to go for it regardless of what other people think or say. And, you know, despite some of the negatives, you know, that you might run into where someone's not being supportive or, you know, you might see things on social media or like, for example, you know, there's the war in Ukraine that's going on. And then Israel is in a war right now over the Hamas terrorists as well. You can't get sucked into all of that. What I am trying to do is, is I'm trying to focus on my duty and my tasks and my objectives. And by spending time by myself, it really helped me to centralize my thinking. And it also enabled me to pursue uh, the right career path. And that was in STEM. That's awesome. So were there times that you wanted to give up? I mean, how'd you overcome that feeling to quit, want to quit? Yeah, well, Stephen, I was going to say, uh, I remember uh, there were times where I wanted to quit. And there was a time in elementary school where I called myself a stupid reader and uh, someone where, you know, I was never going to be able to read again. I even told my parents that. But what I realized, you know, Stephen was, was throughout, you know, elementary school, despite some of the hard relationships that I had with my teachers early on in my educational journey, I realized that, you know, with hyperlexia and also with STEM engagement and hands-on learning, particularly when I was introduced in middle school, I realized that hyperlexia helped to show me a new way of thinking, which relates to STEM because it provides multiple different highways of opportunity and engagement. And there were times where, you know, I was crying in elementary school because I couldn't figure out, you know, what I was reading. But I remember, Stephen, there was a uh, favorite book that some of your viewers might recognize and uh, remember. It was called Magic Treehouse. And that's what really got me hooked on reading even further because it was all about adventure. Nice. I can't remember the two characters' names, but I do remember it was a boy and a girl where they would have to go on a mission. And whenever they read a mission scroll, they would climb up into their treehouse. Their treehouse would do a massive spin like a tornado, and then it would just zoom off into some different area of the world. And it was just so cool to be able to see and visualize what it was that they were trying to solve. And that's that started to get me motivated into STEM engagement even further. So even though, you know, I wasn't able to succeed at first in terms of being able to comprehend what I was reading, I realized, Stephen, that even though I might read at a slower rate, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I process information differently compared to others. However, that's who I am, and I'm, I am proud of that. And, you know, you should never take something like that for granted. That is awesome. Well, kudos to you. And that is, that is awesome. And uh, Magic Treehouse, nice. I like those books. Nice stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about this. What What's Virginia Space Flight Academy? What What is that? Oh, that is a wonderful question, Stephen. So uh, for your viewers that are currently listening, uh, the Virginia Space Flight Academy is a local nonprofit organization that is associated with Wallops Flight Facility in Virginia on the Eastern Shore. It is located about 10 to 15 minutes away uh, from Chincoteague Island. And uh, for those of you during the summer, if you are into horses, they hold a horse fundraiser where, you know, you get to see many different kinds of horses and, you know, you also get to even see the horses swim as well. So if you're into horses, I would definitely recommend, you know, checking out Chincoteague Island and looking up that event because that's a very popular event that happened. Uh, I ran into some traffic, I remember, this past summer with that, but it was a very cool event to witness. Nice. But the Virginia Space Flight Academy is a 
nonprofit organization that helps to promote STEM education and STEM engagement. And what we do, Stephen, is, is we primarily, during our camp, it is a six-week space adventure camp where each week we have a different set of campers come to Wallops. They spend some time in a dorm-like setting. They get an opportunity to be away from home, but they are on a NASA base. I mean, how much more cooler can you get than that? But That's what awesome. they do is is through the Virginia Space Flight Academy, we focus on these following STEM topics. We focus on drones, coding, rocketry, robotics, um, computer science, and also Earth's ocean as well. But we primarily do hands-on learning. We don't focus, Stephen, on grades because grades aren't, they don't define you. You know, if you get a letter grade of an A, a B, or a C, that doesn't define who you are. And sometimes we as a society, we often look at someone's letter grade and, you know, we're just like, well, this student has a C or like a D, you know, they're they're not going to make it in life. That That's not true. You know, there's a lot of different aspects that you have to know about the child uh, that, may, that can help to make them successful. But what the Virginia Space Flight Academy does is we primarily focus on not only hands-on learning, but we focus on collaboration through team engineering activities. But also, the campers get the opportunity to go on tours of different aerospace facilities where we get to visit with local tour partners who are doing great work in STEM engagement. But students get to see all the great work that all of these different NASA scientists, engineers, and IT technicians are doing. And I've got to tell you, Stephen, it is absolutely tremendous work that they are working on. And that is something that I'm currently working on uh, with my new position that I have after going through the Virginia Space Flight Academy. But it's through this camp, you know, Stephen, where all of these campers, they get accustomed to STEM in a true fashion and manner, but they also get the opportunity to be away from home. Now, sometimes that is challenging uh, for campers. You know, we had campers this past summer who were homesick, and we had to work with them uh, to help get them through it. It was a challenge. But I got to tell you, Stephen, at the end of the week for, a, for the actual NASA graduation ceremony, it was wonderful to see all of the students, you know, come on up on stage, smile in front of their family, friends, and parents. And then at the same time, you know, they get to say that, you know, I did this. I overcame all of these obstacles. And that is what the Virginia Space Flight Academy is. And we also hold a year-round online STEM Academy where throughout the course of the year after the summer, we host different STEM learning modules where I have co-taught with another NASA STEM engagement specialist on a video game game on module where we teach students about the concepts associated with video game design. And our favorite quote that we like to say, Stephen, with that module is, don't just play games, make them. So we provide, you know, multiple different highways of opportunity uh, for students to continue their STEM learning, even though uh, the summer space adventure camp is over uh, for the summer. Very cool. So where do you get your students? Where, where do they come from? What are they, uh, what ages? That's a wonderful question. So our students primarily are ages 11 through 16 years old. So they are anywhere from like fifth grade all the way up to like 10th or 11th grade. And primarily this past summer, Stephen, we had students come from 25 different states in the United States. So we are definitely a global nonprofit organization, the Virginia Space Flight Academy. And what we primarily do is, is we host, you know, events over the course of the year to help draw in outreach and engagement. You know, we hosted, uh, Stephen, um, earlier this year, a mission patch design workshop with a NASA mission patch emblem designer who currently works down in Cape Canaveral, Florida nice. at the Kennedy Space Center. And he has designed mission patches for many different kinds of space missions that have occurred over the last several years. So the students got the opportunity or the campers got the opportunity to design their own mission patch. And we had a mission patch design contest and we even had the public vote on their favorite mission patch. 
And over the course of the week, Stephen, we had over 9,360 votes over the course of one week for the Mission Patch Design Contest. That was absolutely incredible. And we were able to pick a winner uh, for the Mission Patch Design Contest. And that actually became a part of the attire that the campers, including the camp staff, got to wear during the summer. So, and this was our first year, uh, Stephen, back at full capacity, you know, because of the ripple effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, where we were able to educate, inspire, and motivate over 36 campers each week. So over the course of the summer, Stephen, we uh, educated and inspired over 216 students throughout the summer. And this is our 25th year anniversary as well. So this has been around since 1998, uh, when I was two at the time, <laughs> LOL. But, you know, we have we have grown significantly over the course of 25 years. And throughout my experiences at the Virginia Space Flight Academy, it has led me to my current job as a science communications intern at Science Systems and Applications Incorporated, also SSAI, where we are also promoting STEM education and outreach as well. That is awesome. So, how do they? How does you know? How does the organization then, um, you know, promote more um, STEM engagement? I mean, what is it? Uh, you know, the type of coursework? Because I know you mentioned drones and some other things in there and stuff like this. So, talk a little bit about how they're, um, you know, they're getting the kids involved in st- STEM type studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So what we actually had, Stephen, over the course of this past summer at the Virginia Space Flight Academy was was we actually had camp staff members who were actually instructional leadership representatives. So what we actually did was, was we recruited STEM engineers who either graduated from their recent college or university or were currently enrolled in a certain college and university. And this past summer, we had a STEM engineer who taught rocketry and also drones from the University of Arizona. So we were able to recruit all the way out from the University of Arizona. But we also had another staff member who recently graduated from the University of Virginia, and she was a physics, a double physics and math major who also taught rocketry and drones as well. So we had two drones and rocketry instructors, but we also had one robotics instructor as well who came from James Madison University in Virginia. He was a recent graduate from there. So we not only, you know, target, you know, campers, Stephen, but we also target, you know, camp staff on, you know, a global basis. And what we primarily do is, is with our curriculum, we take a look at some of the very important STEM trends that are going on over the course of the world. And we focus on, you know, like I said, rocketry, drones, coding, and robotics, all of those interesting STEM topics. And what goes on is, is we take some of the common trends that are occurring in the world today, and we try to implement it into the curriculum for the summer. And it's interesting, over the course of camp for one week, it, time definitely flies for sure. So there's only so much that you can get in, involved in. You know, we would love to keep students for longer. And some of the parents, believe it or not, said, yes, please keep them for a longer time if need be. So that was hilarious. <laughs> um, but in relation to that, what happens is, is with all of the curriculum and all the trends that we are aware about, we're able to better modify our instructions so that way we can keep up and keep the students current and all of the campers current in terms of real life events that are going on today. That's excellent. Very, very cool. So there's a lot going on there. I mean, you know, you, you have uh, uh, one of the things that we commented about earlier um, in your uh, bio as well is, uh, you know, if someone, you know, one of the things is that, uh, um, the Academy is trying to promote people of all kinds of different backgrounds, um, introducing them to STEM and so forth. Can you talk about a little bit about how that appears and, and what they're looking at with, with people who go there? Yeah, absolutely. That's a wonderful question. So in terms of what exactly they are looking at in terms of STEM education and STEM engagement, What's going on is, is again, we are primarily focusing on hands-on learning and hands-on initiatives. 
And what goes on is, is over the course of the week, we have the campers participate in many different kinds of design challenges that enable the students to think about higher levels in Bloom's taxonomy. Now, for those viewers that are listening that might not be as familiar with Bloom's taxonomy, Bloom's taxonomy is a very popular educational framework that a lot of educators have used over the last several decades, but primarily it focuses on many different levels. And I remember my undergraduate school professors really encouraged myself and all of our students at the time to think about the higher levels of Bloom's taxonomy, where we would use SOCAB words like analyze, evaluate, and even create as well. That is some of the work that we do at uh, the Virginia Space Flight Academy, Stephen, where we get the students to design their own robots. We get the campers to design and you know fly their own drones through an obstacle course. We also even have the students design and build their own model rockets and even launch them uh, over the course of the summer. Uh, and then in addition to that, what happened you know, this past summer, Stephen, was, was to cap off an outstanding summer as after the students launched their own rockets, the students even got to see a rocket launch live and in person. We got to see the Antares rocket launch uh, in August when it launched on August 1st. And it was such an unbelievable experience uh, because we were two miles from the launch pad. So when we saw it take off, you know, we could just see uh, you know, the brightness. It looked like a star shooting up into the sky and we could hear it. We could also feel the ground shaking as well. Um, but that just helped to showcase the, uh, a new highway of opportunity. And after seeing that launch, Stephen, that enabled me to see that, you know, the sky's the limit and dreams are big. As long as, you know, you can dream big and as long as you are someone who likes to shoot for the stars, then you can pretty much do anything. So it's because of all of these, you know, real life application concepts where, you know, instead of just teaching to a teaching through a textbook or also, you know, just doing a straight up lecture, the students are engaging in hands on activities because, Stephen, I got to tell you, you know, with all of the complex problems that we have in society nowadays, just teaching to a textbook and just teaching straight through a lecture, that doesn't work anymore. The STEM problems are becoming even more advanced and it requires a lot of innovative thinking processes to be able to solve some of these complex problems. But that is primarily something that we do at the Virginia Space Flight Academy and at Science Systems and Applications Incorporated, also known as SSAI, where I work, we provide many different science IT and technology solutions through many different contracting agencies within NASA and many other different partners as well, like the Virginia Space Flight Academy, in order to make planet Earth better for everybody. Oh, that's so cool. You know, one of the things that as people are listening to this, they got to, someone's got to be out there thinking, um, hmm, if I wanted to work, if I wanted to get involved in Virginia Space Flight Academy, how do they, where do they start if they wanted to look at doing that? Yeah, that's a wonderful question, uh, Stephen. So I can tell you in relation to if you wanted to get involved at the Virginia Space Flight Academy, what you can do is, is you can go to www.vasfa.org. Again, it's www.vasfa.org. And what you can do is, is it will take you to a beautiful website. And what goes on is, is in relation to that website, you will actually be able to see our Space Adventure Camp. If you click on one of the toggles in terms of like events that are going on, you'll see our Space Adventure Camp. You'll be able to see all of the different adventure camps that we offer over the course of the summer and when registration is going to open. Now, registration is not open yet, but it will open back up in January of 2024, and registration goes quickly. So when registration opened up earlier this year, Stephen, we had 75 80% of the camp being full entirely after three days. Nice. So if you're a parent out there who is interested in getting your child involved and getting them off of social media, that is definitely the place to check into, and you need to commit to it very quickly. 
There is also an opportunity for you to check out our, our STEM Academy as well. So again, that is the year-round online STEM Academy for students in grades two through eight, where they get to participate in a different STEM module over the course of the school year. And we usually participate in five or six sessions over the course of a month. And each STEM Explorer gets a STEM kit. And again, I currently uh, have taught the video game game on module with another NASA STEM engagement specialist. And we teach important concepts associated with video game design. So you'll be able to see all the different cool learning modules that we offer, and you can certainly sign up and participate in the modules so that way you can stay engaged and more modules are coming. We also have, in addition to that, if you are interested in being a camp counselor, what you can do is, is after you are 16 years old, you're not eligible to go and participate in the space adventure camp. But what you can do is, is you can sign up to be a camp counselor. Many of our uh, campers who have gone through the camp, Stephen, have come back as camp counselors because they've really enjoyed the camp experience and they want to continue to inspire and motivate the next generation in STEM. And then we're also looking for donations as well. So it is our 25th year anniversary. We are looking for over $25,000 uh, for this year in donations. And we're also looking for incredible partners as well. SSAI, which again is associated with Science Systems and Applications Incorporated, we have partnered with the Virginia Space Flight Academy. And SSAI is also looking for some innovative and engaging STEM partners that is going to be able to collaborate together and be able to make planet Earth better for everybody. So in relation to all that, there are many different kinds of opportunities and ways to get involved with the Virginia Space Flight Academy and also with SSAI. And if anybody is curious in checking out SSAI, what you can do is, is you can go to SSAIHQ.com. Again, it is SSAIHQ.com, and you'll be able to see all the great and innovative work that we do in supporting people like the Virginia Space Flight Academy and all the different NASA contracting agencies around the United States as well. So there's an opportunity for everyone, as long as you can dream big, and as long as you are creative, and as long as you are innovative, then these are the opportunities for you. That is excellent. Love it. Love it. Love it. The uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about NASA for just a minute. If if someone wanted to work at NASA, what are your thoughts about the qualities that a person needs in order to to go work there? What do you think? That is a wonderful question, Stephen. Uh, and this relates to you know my current work at SSAI. I am the new uh, science communications intern, and what we are primarily doing is through business development. I am working through both external and internal communications. So I am responsible for development of their website, also marketing through their many different social media platforms, and also doing education outreach through STEM in order to inspire the next generation uh, to pursue STEM. And I would say, Stephen, if you want to work at NASA, NASA, first of all, is made up of many different contracting agencies. I just wanted to put that out there. So NASA is a huge organization that has many different contracting agencies, and SSAI is one of them. But if you want to work at a place like SSAI, for example, or any other NASA contracting agency, you have to have these four Cs. You have to be creative. You have to be a great communicator. You also have to be caring. And you also have to be compassionate. Those four Cs are critical in terms of helping to advance STEM education. Because number one, Stephen, if you, if you want to be in STEM or at NASA, first off, you have to care. Because if, you're not, because if you don't care, then you're really not going to put your heart and soul and your passion into your work. And that's negatively going to impact yourself, including your other colleagues at the place that you work. You also have to be very compassionate because just like learners like myself early on in my educational journey, all learners learn in different ways and at different rates. So you have to be able to be a good team player. You also have to be able to collaborate with other leaders. And you also have to make sure that you cater to your students' needs. And then in addition to that, 
what you also have to do is, is you have to be a great communicator as well, like I said, because you have to be able to be articulative, but you also have to have a vision. I am very fortunate with the work at SSAI because we are visionaries. We like to dream big and we like to think big because we are providing innovative solutions for scientists, STEM education outreach, IT support, and many other different things around the globe. So you have to be willing to have a vision. And then, you know, finally, on top of that, you know, what has to go on is, is you have to be able to be creative. And, you know, what I loved, you know, Stephen, in relation to my current work at SSAI is, is we're not just strictly related or, you know, our hands are not tied in terms of teaching to a standard, like I was in a public school classroom at first. While it is essential to be able to teach to a standard, we definitely like to think of the big ideas because that at the same time could be the best idea that could make the most impact. So as long as you have those four C's, you are caring, compassionate, creative, and a great communicator, you can really go far. And again, just because you might have a disability like myself, it's not negative. It's a superpower. And I cannot stress that enough. I never once thought in a million years, Stephen, that I'd be working with a contracting agency like NASA or SSAI. But look at the hard work that I had to do and look at where it's gotten me to. So it's not easy in terms of getting to where you want to go or to your dream job. You're obviously gonna get knocked down from time to time, but you have to get back up. You just have to keep plowing through, but you just have to remember whatever is inside your imagination, that's something that you need to pursue. That's cool. That's so awesome. You know, it's a, first of all, it's a, it's a name that inspires people to think and dream, I think. And, uh, and so it, it definitely would be attracting someone like that. So, uh, so tell us, I mean, what do you think, uh, uh, I mean, what do you like most about what you do? Wow. That is, that is a wonderful question as well. I would probably say, uh, what I love the most about what I do is besides the fact that every single day is different. But what I most love about what I do, especially at SSAI, Stephen, is, is that I get to collaborate with many different scientists, engineers, and IT support staff who are willing to make a big impact, and that is, you know, to dream big. We are like-minded individuals who are very passionate about making a difference for the next generation and beyond. And, you know, it's always very fascinating in meetings. You know, we talk about some of the cool work that, you know, NASA is currently doing and uh, pursuing. And there's just so much going on. And sometimes, Stephen, you know, through the work, you know, especially through SSAI, some people don't even know that we support the work that NASA is currently doing. That is what SSAI is currently doing and also the Virginia Space Flight Academy as well. But it's because of the fact that we collaborate together with such like-minded individuals who are really passionate about making a difference and dreaming big, you know, we get very excited. Every single time, I got to tell you, Stephen, when we have a meeting, like we had a meeting this past Friday, after one of the meetings that I participated in with SSAI, I was just absolutely rejuvenated and excited to keep going. And it's because of the great people that we work with and the fact that they care. Because again, you have to care about the work that you're doing. So, and I've really enjoyed, you know, over the course of being at SSAI for the last, you know, two weeks or so, I'm relatively new as a new hire, but I've had great mentoring. I've had great leadership. I've had great support, but we have a great vision as well because we want to make SSAI the most well-known company and organization in the next couple of years that supports big companies like NASA and also, you know, even NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And we are well on our way to doing so. So cool. So cool. It, you know, one of the things that, uh, um, you know, it just everything that you're doing makes you, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's cool to be able to inspire people to, to want to pursue their dreams. So just the name itself is going to attract 
certain people and uh, certain kids and, and with thoughts about what they want to do. And then just, and then what you're doing and inspiring them, encouraging them to uh, be focused on STEM. I mean, cause that's what, I mean, NASA is STEM, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, um, just good stuff. I, Jason, if, if someone wanted to follow up and connect with you and, or learn more, where would you send them? Yeah, that is a uh, wonderful question. So um, for anybody who wanted to uh, reach out to me, there's a couple different ways uh, that you can do it. And uh, Steve and I will certainly provide uh, some additional couple of emails to you as well. So that way you can share with your viewers. Cool. But for um, anybody listening who wants to, you know, reach out to me, what you can do is, is you can contact me uh, through these two emails. One of the emails that I have is camp, C-A-M-P, it's all lowercase, at vasfa.org. That is an email where I receive emails in relation to the Virginia Spaceflight Academy. So what you can do is, is you can certainly send me a message to that email. I definitely check that, you know, periodically. But then also, too, if anybody wants to learn about SSAI as well, and has questions about how to get involved because we are actually looking for, you know, science communication interns and we are looking for like-minded people like myself who want to work in communications at SSAI. But what you can do is, is if you want to message me uh, to my SSAI email, my SSAI email, and again, this is all lowercase, it's Jason, J-A-S-O-N dot Dietrich, D-I-E-T-R-I-C-H, at ssaihq.com. All right, so that those are my two work-related emails, but the one email that I primarily check on the most often is SSAI. So if anybody is interested in working at SSAI or has questions in relation to the work that I am doing in communications through STEM education outreach at SSAI, please don't hesitate to send me an email to my work email. I am more than willing to help you out and mentor you and help you out. And then also, too, if you have any questions about the Virginia Spaceflight Academy as well, please send a message to my camp at vasva.org email as well. So that way we can talk. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your vision. And I want to hear what you are passionate about, because that is exactly what NASA is doing. And that is exactly how SSAI is supporting NASA as well. So if you are someone who is passionate like myself, who likes to dream big and is very creative as well, then you are the person that I want to hear from. Excellent. Excellent. And, and I'll put that information in the show notes. So it's easy to find now. Now, I don't know if you want to talk anything about uh, you've, now come into an internship that you you were pursuing, and I didn't know if you want to, might want to say something about uh, what you're doing now. Absolutely, Stephen. Well, I was going to say in relation to uh, SSAI, again, for those that might not be as familiar with the acronym, SSAI stands for Science Systems and Applications Incorporated. So SSAI is a global outreach company and organization that has been around for the last 47 years. And it's primarily been supported by, through the Behithi Family Foundation. And what we do is, is we do STEM education outreach. And primarily what SSAI is made up of, we are made up of about anywhere from 500 to 1,000 scientists, engineers, IT professionals, STEM education outreach coordinators, communication specialists like myself, you name it. So we are very like-minded individuals who are passionate about providing innovative and creative solutions for the next business. And primarily what I do, Stephen, is, is I am the new science communications intern. So uh, for those of you that might not be as familiar with what communications is, communications is through many different and multiple avenues. So I am primarily responsible for updating the SSAI website. We are in the process of doing a comprehensive overview of the website in order to attract a global audience. And also what I do is I primarily work through external communications through our social media pages. SSAI, we have a YouTube profile, we, which we are going to you know, start to process and you know, develop. We also have a LinkedIn account. 
We also have an Instagram and a Facebook account. So what I primarily do, Stephen, is, is for any events that or any work that SSAI supports through NASA, what we do is we post about it. You know, uh, for example, there's this upcoming launch that is going on called Illumitea, which is going to be launched this upcoming weekend, supposedly, if everything checks out. It was originally supposed to be launched yesterday, but due to some changes, it got postponed. But what happened was, was we had rock star scientists and engineers support the development of Illumiti in relation to the work that NASA is doing. Because NASA, Stephen, is working on different means of communication systems. NASA has developed a two-way laser communication system. And what Illumiti is going to be able to do is, for the astronauts at the International Space Station, it's going to be launched up for this upcoming weekend, again, if everything checks out. And what's going to happen is, is that the astronauts on board the International Space Station are better going to be able to get data transmitted from space to Earth. And it's actually going to be 10 to 100 times faster than radio waves. So Illumiti, Stephen, for this upcoming mission is really going to change humankind in and of itself because it's really going to help to solve important problems such as space exploration. It's going to give us more uh, information about our planets and our solar system, microgravity, etc., so it's missions like that, Stephen, over the course of the year and for additional years that we help to support. And it's through our rock star scientists and engineers that do such great work. And, you know, they do meaningful innovations that enable organizations like NASA and NOAA to be even more uh, successful and to even think outside the box. So I'm very excited about the great work that SSAI is doing. I'm very honored to be a part of the SSAI family. And, you know, also, too, Stephen, what's going on is, is this weekend, I am traveling down to the Kennedy Space Center uh, to participate in a STEM space gala where they are recognizing women in STEM. And I am going to communicate about that through my science communications intern position. So we are communicating about everything that is going on. Uh, in relation to the United States and around the world. So that's just pretty much an overview about the job that I have and how you know all of us rock star scientists and pioneers really help to uh, make a difference and inspire youth in STEM. That's what SSAI does. That's so cool. <laughs> nice stuff. I get uh, I, I, I just love it because there's it's just inspiring to think about. On what they do, but then to participate and be able to do, I mean, talk about inspiring somebody to want to pursue it through, I guess is my point. I love that. Uh, uh, last question is a question I like to ask my guests, Jason. It goes like this. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say thank you? Wow, that, that that's a wonderful question, Stephen. Um, I would say if there was if there was a teacher I had to thank, you know, it, it, you know, it's it's very hard uh, because, you know, my middle school teachers and all of my, you know, high school teachers, you know, made uh, such a huge difference uh, in my lifetime. So uh, if there was, you know, one teacher that I wanted to thank where I wanted to, you know, start it all off, um, I wanted to thank my a learning support teacher in middle school. And uh, her name is uh, Miss Wagner. Uh, because she, again, helped to see and recognize that even though I struggled with hyperlexia, she helped me to see that hyperlexia was a very tiny thing. And even though, again, in elementary school, I was written about in, in such a wrong capacity, she helped me to discover all of the hidden talents and passions I never even knew uh, that I possessed. And Miss Murphy was the huge gateway, or Miss Wagner. She was the huge gateway in relation to, you know, connecting me with other middle school teachers and high school teachers and beyond who have really helped me to pursue my dreams in STEM. And uh, I just can't thank her enough. And, and you know, I just wanted to say, you know, to her too, thanks for believing in me. And thanks also uh, for not forgetting uh, me as well. And thanks for supporting me and not ignoring me. 
because in elementary school, you know, my teachers were, you know, not very supportive of my skill sets and abilities. And, you know, they just pushed me to us. They just pushed me to the side. Um, Miss Wagner did not. And, you know, without her and all of my middle school teachers and high school teachers, I don't know where I would be today. So that's the teacher that I would say, you know, thanks to. Uh, and also to all of my middle school and high school teachers who really helped me to see that hyperlexia is a superpower. So thank you so much for all of your help. I am doing this great work to continue to inspire you and the next generation of youth who may have a disability like myself. That is so awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for sharing about the Virginia Space Flight Academy, hyperlexia, and working for NASA. So cool. This is so awesome. Uh, wishing you the best in all you do. Stephen, thank you so much for having me on your show. It was a huge honor. And, you know, uh, like I said before, you know, um, NASA is the place for you. I, I can't stress that enough. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions or if you need mentoring advice or figure out ways to get involved. So, but I'm looking forward to, you know, continuing to uh, dream big. And, you know, I also want to be, you know, an astronaut too, Stephen. That's my next uh, goal as well. Go up into space, go to the moon and go to Mars. And that's what SSAI is doing. So please just make sure to always spend time by yourself and always remember, like we say at NASA, let's dare the mighty things and explore the unknown. Hey, you have been listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast to help you help kids achieve their dreams. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the podcast network based in Canada called Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right. The opinions expressed on Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Hey, thanks for listening. It would be awesome if you visited my website at stephenmaletto.com and connected with me, left a review, and listened to more episodes. And by the way, you could also share it with your friends, with your family, and uh, your colleagues. Thanks so much. You're awesome.